this Thursday, Toronto Police Services Board meetings uh, will be held and they will decide the fate of cops in schools. We're joined now by Constable Melinda Mantle from 42 Division School Resource Officer. And um, Melinda, it's nice to have you on the show to actually be able to talk to somebody that's been in uh, Lester B. Pearson School for three years now. Yes, that's correct. I have been there for three years. So when it comes to police officers in schools, I think many of us think immediately we conjure up the image of cops in uniform standing with authority in the halls, sort of like they did at school dances, observing what's going on. Am I close? No, I don't do that at all. Okay, paint us a picture of what a school resource (laughs) officer, your day typically looks like. So typically we start off, well, I start off at the station and um, get my uniform on and then I go over to the school, and in the school, I have an office. So my office was in the guidance department. So typically, I would go into the office, and then if anyone had any questions, I'd have students come to me, staff, um, guidance counselors. Then, then I would, would go from there on an investigation if it was necessary or just helping out. Right, and you do a lot. You help out with a breakfast club, is that correct? So I helped out with the breakfast club once a week. It ran three days a week um, with one of the teachers there, Ms. Marshall. And I would try, and most, most of the times, try to, uh, to make it once a week. In the morning, usually at like 7.30 to 8.30. Right. And so uh, while you're in the breakfast club, you're serving the kids, or you're just uh, chatting with them, just uh, getting familiar with them, and they're getting familiar with you. Is that basically the, way, the gist of it? Yeah, so sometimes I would help. It would depend on how many volunteers there were there too, and, and we would do both. And actually, a lot of the, the kids and students that I met in the breakfast program have now actually been in some of our other programs that we've run, as well as some of the other community programs. What so, kind of programs are you running? So I didn't run, but we helped out. Another um, colleague of mine did Cycling for Success. Um, so we were able to pick 10 students. That was two years that I was there. And we would go up to Joyride in Markham, and then there was a big race in um, in Malvern. So we were able to to pick ten students, and it, it was great. And I've done what else did I? I did the girls' fitness program mm-hmm. as well. And oh the, my goodness, it's interesting because I'm reading about some of the things that the school resource officers do. In some cases, they've coached school rugby teams. There's uh, been uh, they've established a girls club to bring bullies and their victims together. They've helped uh, kids set up their first bank account and learn how to write resumes. So you're doing a lot more than just standing around in a uniform, uh, you know, and it's funny because I think that's what people think that police officers are doing when it comes to school. Now, when it comes to a, a serious matter, like a criminal matter, drugs, assault, theft, how's that handled by cops in school? So typically we're approached by either the vice principal or the principal of the school because we are in their, we, like we say, we're in their house, right? That's their school. So they'll come to us because anything criminal, the police have to investigate um, and tell us whatever the incident is. And then we start our investigation from there. Right. And sometimes I hear you're, you mediate between the two sides, the parents and the, the school and the, and the victims. So there's lots of like things. Yeah, we do mediation and we can also do youth diversion programs. These kids are so young, like students are so young, it's not the first thing that we want to jump to is obviously an arrest. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times I've gotten phone calls at six o'clock at night from from parents, right? And and a lot of parents don't want arrest either. You know, they're, they're, they're young. And so we try to use other methods. What other methods? So we do the mediation. Um, we'll have them come in and speak. 
And really, sometimes we try to do the youth diversion program. Mm. Proponents of the program say it fosters, you know, relationship building. Do you have a, maybe an example with a personal twist to this that can illustrate it? Well, see, we, oh my gosh, we see so many students. It, it's, it's great when you're in the community, and actually it happened on Friday, two, the Friday before I did the breakfast program, we saw two of our students in the community, and we were waved and, and just said, hey, and they're like, can we please have strawberries, whipped cream, and oatmeal cookies for mm. for the breakfast? I'm like, for sure. And just the stuff that I would never really have known those students if I never did that position. Right. You know, I would never have met them. Um, so they're coming to you with something completely different and, and you're interacting. So you feel like that you're familiar with them. For sure. Right. Yeah. Black yeah, Lives... We get weaved all the time, actually, when we're driving around. I had a student come to me and said, I saw you in my neighborhood. <laughs> I'm like, well, next time, say hi. Right. Right. So we just didn't see you. It's funny because Black Lives Matter is painting a picture of police intimidation and they call the Toronto Police Service Resource Officer Program dangerous. What's your reaction to hearing that? Well, it's unfortunate that that is the view of, of some. I, I think it's, I think it personally, it's, it's a great program. And I think there's some great work being done, which you've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I have been able to meet students, as I said, that I never would have been able to meet before. And those are my community members. Yeah, I know that the Toronto Police Force is, is trying to transform themselves, and, and it is about community policing and be, being part of the community. Um, Black Lives Matter, as I said before, in education, not incarceration, are calling for the immediate cancellation of the school resources officer program. That includes your job. If that occurs and the program's cancelled, do you have any fears about what might happen within the schools or concerns? I, I think it's unfortunate because I think it's a great opportunity for students to meet officers and it's in a different capacity like we as you've already mentioned right we're out in breakfast programs serving breakfast Mm -hmm. we're helping out um with sporting events we're going to just watch sporting events to cheer on the team and i I think it's unfortunate not to have that that relationship so in general you're having more positive uh experiences than negative yeah, and in fact, I had a student two years ago say to me, if it wasn't for you, miss, we would have gotten in a lot of trouble. <laughs> wow, that, right there, that says it all. Um, so I'm going to open up the phone lines. Uh, Melinda, I really appreciate you joining us on, on the line and talk about your experience as a constable and uh, within the uh, the school system here in Toronto, because I think a lot of people, you know, as I said before, are thinking, you know, when you hear Black Lives Matter talk about cops in schools, they're thinking about, you know, this intimidating presence that is, you know, walking up and down the halls and literally, you know, policing the halls. This is not like a, a hall monitor on speed. This is someone that is there to, uh, I guess, be there for counseling and there for kids that might be heading towards, uh, you know, a troubled lifestyle to get them to the veer them back on the right course. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. I appreciate your time. Okay. Have yourself a fantastic afternoon. Thank you. You too. Cheers. That's Constable Melinda Mantle talking about the uh, her experience with the Toronto uh, uh, Police Services School Resource Officer Program because she is one of them. So we just heard from Constable Melinda Mantle. I wanted to get an idea of what it's like to be a Toronto uh, School Resource Officer uh, because the board is going to a meeting on Thursday to figure out if they keep that program or ditch it. Councillor Mamaliti just sent out a press release 
Uh, he he signed a, a letter and uh, he he also got every member of the Etobicoke York Community Council to sign this letter, saying that they believe that this program is vital and council needs to send the police services board a strong message to retain the program on Thursday is when they'll vote on this. I just got a text from someone who said, you know, listening to uh, Constable Mantle, uh, why her rather than a regular guidance counselor? From everything she just listed, I'd get rid of the program too. What a waste of a cop. Wow. Why not a doctor? Why not an astronaut? I wouldn't have looked at it that way because I think what you're trying to do is, you know, these um, cops are put into schools with marginalized uh, you know, students, yeah, well, and I, they're there to foster community. I think that the the important thing is you're living in a community where there's a lot of the, the mentality of, hey, don't snitch, right. don't tell on each other, the cops are the bad guys, and if you, if you uh, have a cop there who's you get to know, in any situation, you're always going to be more afraid of people that you don't know because exactly. there's a mystery there. And these people look like they're in uniforms. They carry guns. If you only see them when they're pulling you over or that you only see them when they're questioning you after a convenience store was robbed or something like that, you're not going to have a very positive relationship with the police so just to have them there hanging around so you can stop in and say hi or help and dish out the food at the breakfast club yeah i think that's a valuable role and it, it, it yes maybe it's a, a, a waste of an officer but no it's like saying things, preventative medicine's a waste well that's it you've got to consider the uh, intangible value of having that officer in there yeah no they're not they don't have their pounding the pavement and solving crimes but they're out there maybe preventing someone from being tight-lipped next time there is a crime. Yeah, or turning to uh, a criminal lifestyle themselves. Jennifer in Toronto, welcome to the show. Thank you. I just want to say that I think um, Black Lives Matter and anybody else who thinks that um, the answer is to take out a police officer um, it, to deal with a perceived threat of what an officer might um or bring to the community of a, of a school is completely backwards. In fact, having a police officer there and taking time to, to build that trust and build that relationship is exactly what you need to, um, to break those walls of mistrust or uh, not really understanding what else a police officer can bring to, to a community uh, to say to get rid of them. I think you're actually giving into a perceived threat. It's completely backwards. I like that you said sense. that because, you know, I think it works on both sides. We also can have these Toronto resource officers going, you know, with the officers that are in those communities saying, I know these kids, you know, yes, and, and helping out cops. Yeah, we had a family friend that was a school resource officer for a number of years. And um, he walked away with their saying that was the best few years of his career, mm-hmm. that he, he really did make the difference in a lot of the kids. And now, mind you, there was a few, you know, a few kids that were very hesitant at first, and it took a lot of time to build that trust. But, you know, he was so satisfied with um, the good that he brought to the to the school that um, he was, he was, he, he had built long-term friendships with some of them, because some of them would still seek him out and say, um, can you come to my graduation? Or um, it would be an honor to work with you one day. Can I use you? You know, just, just yeah. that trust there. So I think to run away from something like that when you're not really educated about what that the role of the officer in the school can do is a pretty it's it's small minded and I think it's the backwards way to do it. Appreciate the call, Jennifer. Tyler, welcome to the show. Hi. Yeah, I think uh, I think they're great. I uh, in high school I dated my liaison officers. 
uh, daughters for the longest time. And I think they do great things for the school. I think it's kind of mm-hmm. what their previous callers say, backwards thinking to remove police officers who are no, want nothing but friendliness and um, openness with the students to take them out of school is kind of stupid. Yeah, Tyler, I'm just looking at this email I got from Joe at kelly at 640toronto.com if you want to email me. He said, Kelly, are you kidding me? This lady, Melinda, sounds more like a valley girl than a school constable. But I would Im- imagine that's who you want in the schools. You want someone that can the kids can relate to. And she sounded, you know, very much like she was uh, she, very youthful. Yeah, you want someone the kids can relate to. That's the, kind of the most important part, get the face out there, get police officers helping kids. That's what their job is. Yeah, I appreciate the call. Tyler, Laura in Toronto, uh, Black Lives Matter, calling for uh, the schools to ditch the officers uh, immediately. What do you think? I think that's the wrong thing to do. Black Lives Matter said to educate, not incarcerate. What better way to educate them than to get to know the police, to know that they're not the enemy, that they can talk to them, and they're just people. They're humans. Yes, some of them make mistakes, but so do a lot of kids. If they're there, they get to know them. They'll be comfortable with them. They can go to them with any problems. I... Black Lives Matter is doing exactly what they're accusing the police of doing. They're lumping them all together, saying they're targeting them. That's what they're doing to the police. They're, they're trying to alienate the police from the, the youth, and I think it's totally wrong. Appreciate the call, Laura. Hey, Mark in Toronto, your thoughts on police resource officers in schools? Hey, Mark. I'm sorry. Hi there. This is Mark. Um, I'm totally supportive of it. I have three nephews in school right now. Uh, I volunteer with an organization, Future Possibilities for Kids, mm-hmm. and it, it mentors children to set a goal. So I've come in contact with many of these police officers at the schools. They, the kids are going there talking about bullying, how do we put in a stoplight, a crosswalk. Uh, there's mentoring programs. Uh, they can go there and discuss why is something wrong. You know, these, these people are here to serve the community, right, to protect and serve the community. Things get blown out of proportion. One incident happens, and um, it does not represent the whole police force. And I, don't, I, I always think it's just been exaggerated when someone takes a, you know, a hammer or something like this, and it's, the police are beating everyone. It's just not the truth. All right. I appreciate the call. You know, I just got a text from the fellow that texted in earlier saying, you know, what, what, why have a police officer rather than a regular guidance counselor? It's a waste of, you know, police resources in schools. And uh, he's just texted back about one of the listeners said that uh, they knew someone who was a, a Toronto resource officer, school resource officer, and said it was the best years of his career. And the person just said, I bet it was the best years of his career. He co- coached sports all day. Hey, hey, Michael in Scarborough, I disagree with the person texting, texting in. I think, you know, after hearing Melinda talk about what they do and reading a little bit about the resource school resource officers, I think it's a it's a great program. What are your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are, you know, Black Lives Matter is a cause in search of an issue, and they obviously have a hate on for the cops and don't have any sense of history and why police are there in the first place. You know, I, I remember all the media back when, you know, the violence of C.W. Jeffries prompted this. Jordan Manners. Jordan Manners, that's it. Mm-hmm. 
I think the school was C.W. Jeffries. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the demands from members of the black community, members of the Rexdale community in general, were we want cops in the school so our kids can be safe. And to me, it's who, who anointed Black Lives Matter to be this instigator, to, you know, always question the cops. You know, that's why we have politicians. Interesting. Appreciate the call. Hey, Victor in Etobicoke, your thoughts? Uh, well, I think the uh, the resource officer program is just, you know, just awesome because, I mean, for all the reasons, all the best reasons, everybody's already stated. And I don't think I can add to, add to any reasons uh, in that way. But it, it just seems that Black Lives Matter, I mean, they just love blaming the police for absolutely everything. It's just easy for them at this point. Yeah, I, it's uh, you know, I'm not going to say the Black Lives Matter don't have uh, some serious concerns with regards to what's going on south of the border. And, you know, I've said this before. I'm a white woman. Uh, I've never had a run in with a police officer. So I don't know what it's like to be, uh, you know, somebody, uh, you know, that is black dealing with the cops. But I will say that I have to trust that people like Melinda Mantle and those constables that are in the schools are forming uh, some sort of a relationship so that there's community uh you know that they're bridging differences and they're they're forming community and i think you know having a dialogue and having a presence and a positive presence is the key to getting over uh some of the stories that we hear that are you know at the very least unattractive oh i agree i mean um positive change happens slowly for and because bad uh, bad things um, bad processes happen quickly. I mean, it's, it's too easy to create a bad habit. And it's very hard to break a bad habit and get into good habits. So those are the old days. Things are changing. It just takes time. And unfortunately, everybody has to be patient.